Welcome to the Man Child Chronicles podcast, where four friends talk entertainment, fatherhood, and sports, all with sarcasm, comedic timing, and a healthy dose of toxic masculinity. Let's welcome our hosts, Ryan, John, Mike, and Jay. Growing up never took so long. Hey, welcome into the Man Child Chronicles podcast. I'm your host, Ryan, here with my three best friends, Michael, John, and Jay. And tonight, we're going to do a little WrestleMania preview with our friend Ant. And we're going to go to the boardroom and we're going to do the top 10 comedians of all time. Ant, welcome yes, back. How Thanks for having been? me back. Oh, it's I been, it's great. I didn't screw up the last one then. So <laughs> you invited me back. Now, How's it? now hold on, hold on. Something very interesting just happened. That is the first time in 61 episodes that you have not said, welcome in cronies. I just want to see what it sounds like. Well, how do you feel about it now? I don't like it. I like I the cronies. Like <laughs> I like Starting like over. Cronies. It's Repetition a matters, Ryan. Crony we have routines right now. for a reason. Know how to react. I just wanted to see what it sounded like. I thought you were going to say it's the first time he didn't like fumble through the That's opening. That's what I thought he was going to say. And then I was going to go, well, he didn't say cronies, so it definitely counts. I liked. I was also looking at your guys' faces when I didn't see it, and every one of you had a reaction, so it was good. I didn't even notice, to be honest with you. Well, Jay did, I know, and Michael did. Well... Don't, so don't Ant, ever do that again. Yeah, Ant, don't ever do that again. <laughs> I want to get into it right away here, Ant, because you have yeah. you have are starting an awesome podcast called the Wrestling Chat, and you're Wrestle kicking Chat. it Wrestle Chat, and you are kicking it off 10 a.m. on Saturday, WrestleMania weekend. Tell us a little bit about your new venture here. Yeah, night number one of WrestleMania 39 happens on Saturday night. NXT happens at noon. And before that, something that nobody knows about yet, Russell Chat Podcast launches at 10 a.m. Yeah, and uh, man, I'm excited about it. Have an amazing, amazing first guest. Uh, and we're going to do different guests on every show. Uh, some will repeat uh, every month or so, but uh, it's not going to be a, a continual guest every week. Um, but man, I'm excited about it. We're going to do some things a little different in this podcast. Uh, our topics or matches will have time limits. Um, you only have kind of like around the horn. If you've ever watched that on ESPN, uh, oh, yeah. similar to that. And uh, so we'll take topics from uh, raw and SmackDown and whatever pay-per-view is happening from AEW, from ring of honor, from anything else that is uh, hot right at the current time in wrestling. We'll talk about them and we'll give some time limits to them, give a chance to refute. And then we'll have a main event that always has no time limit. And uh, we'll just kind of uh, run through those. Of course, the, the, the big main event from WrestleMania will be uh, the American Nightmare Cody Rhodes taking on Roman Reigns, who's approaching 1,000 days as the undisputed Universal Champion. So it's could it's not a record. I mean, I think he has to get up to in the 2000s to uh, to get anywhere close to a record. But it's in the uh, in the modern era of wrestling in the last 20, 30 years, he's it. Roman Reigns is it. Yeah. Uh, of course, the Rock's cousin. Um, and uh, so we'll see. I mean, you got Cody Rhodes coming back after leaving. He was gold dust when he left uh, and took Stardust. off when it, I'm sorry, you're right. Stardust, Goldust is a brother. 
um, uh, Stardust, and it left it with a bitter taste in his mouth. Went on the Indies, uh, kind of just worked his way back up and helped start AEW, and then uh, then left and came back because it was one thing he didn't get, and that uh, was a chance at the title. And his father never won it. His father had his hands on it in 1977. And uh, due to the rules, uh, the uh, uh, champion's advantage, the champion was counted out. And so they gave handed him the title. He was holding it. But they quickly took it back and gave it back to superstar Billy Graham because you can't lose the title on a count out. So that was as close as his dad ever got to it. So we'll see if Cody can't uh, can't leapfrog his dad and do something he uh, he never could and take home that title this Sunday. So. But the, we're wow. going to talk about stuff like that on the on the podcast. Theories, thoughts, uh, rumors. There's a lot going on with CM Punk right now. Dude can't keep his mouth shut and stay out of trouble. Uh, <laughs> if he was an employee, I would have fired him on day one. Um, just, I know he gets responses from people, but dude, I mean, he's just he's the cancer. To me, he's a cancer in wrestling. I, I think he gets he's a lot of people so talking. He's so hot right now. Who, who, right did, who does he, he even is, work man. for right now? Who's CM Punk he's working a, for? AEW. He technically is under contract with AEW, but he hasn't wrestled in the last 90 days, something like that. <laughs> okay. 80, 90 days. Yep. Yeah, I got in a fight backstage. and uh, Shocking. Shocking. Let it, right. Let it all loose on a presser. <laughs> Let it all loose on a presser. I mean, just, and even destroyed the guy who verbally the guy who brought him into the company tony khan who owns it sitting next to him in the press conference talked about how stupid he was oh my God. <laughs> how do you still have a job yeah. i it's, don't get it oh that's why a lot of employers don't have contracts with their employees <laughs> <laughs> this is an at will state that legal thing i've never yeah. had a job where i've had, had a really a contract and uh, right. go, going back to the podcast itself, other than an, an obvious love for wrestling, what what sparked kind of the the inception of doing this, and what what made you finally go, yeah, okay, this is something I need to do. And when did you decide after you joined ours, you were like, yeah, I'm doing this? <laughs> <laughs> Man, I, I will tell you that I I opened the uh, the Twitter account. A year, a little over a year ago, my oldest daughter, who's 20 now, she and I went to WrestleMania 38 in Dallas. And I thought, man, I, I want to start doing something more than just watching. I want to participate. I'm clearly not in the shape to be a professional wrestler and I'm way too old. <laughs> maybe I can talk about it and uh, maybe somebody will listen. So, we're, I mean, we're not there yet. Uh, we'll still yet to be determined if anybody's going to listen, but uh, we'll uh, definitely give it our shot. But the whole reason I did it is because I've just always been a, a big wrestling fan. Back here on the wall, we just got this set up. There's several pictures of, of some of my favorites. One in particular, though, is Kevin Von Erich. And I grew up watching the Von Erichs. Um, when I was a kid, probably started around four or five years old when I started watching those guys. And uh, they were in an area that you could go see them on any given weekend with, you know, a hundred other people in the room. And that was it. You can't do that with any superstar now. Um, maybe some indies with guys that you don't know, but that, that'd that be about it. But those guys were household names, but you could still go see them in a really small venue. And, and yeah, fell in love with wrestling then. Thought I was going to be one for a long time until I realized that, yeah, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm not that. <laughs> Bumps hurt. I've I don't have once. the talent. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's not the but, driver uh, motivation, it's the talent. 
<laughs> I did one match before. I did one match. I trained did for you? two months and did a match, and I could not walk. The That's next awesome. Day. That's awesome. Yeah, my hips hurt so bad. I was in my twenties when I did it, and I was like, "This is ridiculous. These people are stupid." Love well, you. Also, you also wrestled Brock Lesnar, so that'll do it to you. What's your true. first That's match? True. Like you're going yeah. in, there's just this huge guy, and he's like, "I get three minutes with you, boy. Three minutes. <laughs> I got you for three minutes." Oh man! But Jay, to answer your question, he heard our, our podcast and he went, "If these yahoos can do it, I can do it." <laughs> I was figuring so, that's yeah. what happened. You guys uh, were the inspiration for sure. You're the inspiration. Um, Thank you for that's that. awesome. Uh, so uh, going back to uh, WrestleMania. Um, I mean, we all love a good main event, but setting setting the main event aside, uh, what's the match you're you're most looking forward to? It's been a while since we've had a Hell in a Cell at a WrestleMania, yeah. and we're getting one this time with Edge and Finn Balor. That should be a really good one. Uh, mm-hmm. But we also have the storyline f- uh, of the Bloodline that is continuing in a different match. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I saw something today and still was unsure if it's the main event or if the women's match is the main event. If the tag match is the main event for night number one, it will be the first time ever that a tag team championship was decided in a main event at WrestleMania ever. Wow. Uh, the only other time there was a tag team match as the main event was the very first one. And that was with Hulk Hogan wow. and uh, Mr. T. Yeah. Wow. Wow. It should be the yeah. main event. On first, I hope one. so. Isn't, I hope it is. Isn't the main it, event John Cena coming back or no? Well, that's Actually, the that's highest the, on the poster. <laughs> right. That's the highest, <laughs> on the poster. the highest on the poster normally the main event. <laughs> you know what's funny, though? That's the very first match on Saturday. The oh, very it? first match. Yeah. John Cena and Austin Theory for the U.S. title is the very first yeah. match. So I, so I don't know what it is, but my son, he's six. He just started kindergarten this year, and he came home one day from school, and my wife was telling me the story. And he comes home from school, and my wife's like, hey, what did you learn today at school, son? And he's like, Mom, there's kids at the playground who think John Cena's real. Can you believe that? <laughs> <laughs> and then apparently yesterday he was getting like – was doing something he was getting mad or frustrated and every time he would get mad he would go oh john cena as a swear word and then like storm <laughs> off to the next room <laughs> so i don't i don't know what's going on in school these days but apparently john Cena's the hot talk he could, <laughs> hey he could be worse there's other things he could say much worse than john cena yeah it's interesting because you you uh you look at the 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 two cards and you know, the last couple of years, they've really wanted to split viewership between uh, Saturday and Sunday. Now, don't get me wrong. There's still matches that I'm looking forward to, but you could tell they heavily favored Sunday versus yeah. uh, the past couple of years when they when they built the cards. So I thought that was that was kind of interesting that Saturday felt just a, a touch on the on the lighter side. It does it this year to you? It does. I think I think uh, there's less stakes in the in the Saturday night matches um, versus the uh, the Sunday night matches again not saying that any of them are are matches to sleep on but um, yeah. it it seems like more of your matches of consequence are falling on on uh, on Sunday yeah 
I think the the biggest storyline, obviously, is the bloodline and and Cody coming back has really been a story for an entire year. Uh, when he came back at WrestleMania last year, the Monday after he he literally gave his intentions of of what he would do next WrestleMania, and uh, even though he. I don't know if you guys saw the picture of the torn peck. He wrestled with a torn peck. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's disgusting. Uh, Even though rehabbing that and coming back, uh, he's still right on right on target to accomplish that goal. So we'll see. And of course, I mean, uh, listen, people who listen go, don't these guys know wrestling's fake? I mean, yes, but you don't watch a movie and go, don't you know that that movie's fake? Of course, you know, it's fake. You still get invested in the movie if it's a good movie. And I Mm -hmm. think that They've done a really, which WWE hasn't done a great job in the past few years at doing this. This year, they definitely have with the Bloodline storyline of of really telling a great story, giving you a roller coaster ride of uh, of emotions with with different players inside the uh, inside the story. And I think if this is the end of it, it was a good movie for a year. Yeah, really can't a, can't imagine what could have occurred behind the scenes that would have caused the storylines to get so much better all of a sudden. <laughs> I can't either. <laughs> well, this Stephanie Stephanie McMahon stepped down, Mike. So that that was a big deal. <laughs> yeah, Stephanie. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. is just sex scandal of any kind? But uh, no. 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 And Sorkin yeah. backstage writing the scripts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How would you change this, Aaron? Well, this is what we should do. Sammy saying bloodline. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did ha- I did want to ask you a question there, Ant, on the, yeah. the Cena match. Yeah. What happens if John Cena wins? I mean, is he going to be back for a while? Or is, is there any chance you think he might win or not? I, uh, I think that he probably will win the match. Um. My prediction is that he will. I think that they're kind of in this weird place with Austin Theory. I mean, he, if you've been following it all and, and saw when Cena came out to talk to that guy, uh, he verbally castrated the guy on TV. Austin Theory had nothing to say. And then when he does respond, it's three weeks later in an empty arena. <laughs> so there's no response from him. I mean, it's... I don't know what the, that's. That is a storyline that is the opposite of the bloodline. I have no <laughs> idea what they're doing, and I'm. I'll be honest. I'm not that interested in it. There's not really anything there. You got a, a superstar that that completely destroyed uh, the champion, the U.S. champion, and just left. And so I think he comes back. I think he wins the title. I think he does something with it on Monday. He comes back and and wrestles. You know, for Monday for three weeks and drops it. Uh, to somebody else that then Austin Theory can can battle against trying to get it yep. back. I don't know. Um, yep. I think he Austin Theory may need like a rebrand, go away for a little bit, and uh, and you know re, re reattach after the castration maybe a little bit. <laughs> no, <laughs> it, it, if, if if Theory loses this match, the whole point of the match was just for Cena to put him over to give him a boost. I'm assuming, right? I. I th- I don't. And that's the thing is, I think that if it'd been a, a good sparring battle out there uh, verbally, then then yeah, I think there could have been a you know a Cena putting him over. At this point, I don't know that you really can. I, I, they may do it. I don't know how they're going to tell that story. I still that'll probably be the one. I don't you know. 
It, what was I'm the year that, that Reigns uh, won the Rumble for the first time? Was it like 2014, 2015? Yeah. <laughs> the Rock came out oh. with a... Yeah. And yeah. the booze. Yeah. Oh, man. You could you could also see The Rock talking to him. Yeah. Like, it's okay, bud. <laughs> Who they in the world to me set me up for this mess? <laughs> yes, absolutely. I don't think The Rock ever came back. Like That was the last <laughs> time that Rock said, I'm not doing that again. I'm not doing anything. Well, that was the that was the rumor this time last year was that at 39 it's going to be in LA. Of course, it's in LA. Rock's going to be there. He's going to wrestle Roman Reigns, and that didn't work out. Um, no, nope. you might be right. He's like, no, I'm not going to do anything with that dude again. Yeah, no, I'm never getting booed like that again. <laughs> that and then awful. he goes and does uh, Black Adam. So yeah, you know, it just is what sometimes it is. you lose some and you lose some. <laughs> so it can be worse. It's much better. It can be worse. It's wow. much better about reading about Whoa. the hate everyone feels for you than experiencing it in person. <laughs> now that uh, Hell in the Cell match, Edge versus Finn Balor. If he doesn't come yeah. in as the demon. That's pretty much a wasted match, Mary. Oh, he is coming is. as the he demon. Is. It's yeah, confirmed, confirmed sure. already? Yep. yep. Confirmed. Yeah. Oh, baby. That's going to be a good one. In fact, Edge confirmed it saying that you're coming as the demon, and um, that's cool. I'm the devil, so let's go to hell. Uh, the, uh, the the cool scuttlebud, there's two things about that match. Number one, everybody's saying that we're going to get some gangrel action uh, coming in, uh, which is going to be super fun from the old yeah. uh, uh, new brood. The brood. Uh, yeah. Um, oh no, because the new brood was the Hardys. That's right. Um, <clears throat> from the brood days uh, with Edge and Christian, and then the one that I'm more excited about in some weird backwards way is uh, the rumors are saying that we have the classic Hell in a Cell cage back now um, instead of the red monstrosity that has been uh, on display the, the last couple years. So there's it's going to be cool. There's probably going to be some uh, leftover dried blood from uh, previous uh, matches on that thing, and so it's going to bring with it a whole uh, a whole layer and depth in and of itself too. So that's that's going to be really fun. Oh, the there's mankind. His skin is still up there. <laughs> it is for sure. <laughs> <laughs> the tricky part about <laughs> Hell in a Cell is everybody tries to one up the last person, the last match. Yeah. Yeah. What? How do you one up someone on this one? I, I, I just don't know. And I, you're right that the red Hell in the Cell was a, monstro- a monstrosity. And I went to the very first Hell in the Cell that they used the red cell on. It's just hard to watch. It's hard to yep. look at. Um, and so I'm glad they, that if they're bringing that back, they do. Something else about the brood. I heard that Tony Khan signed off on, and it's just a rumor, but signed off on Christian coming to do Ooh. one. Uh, one appearance with WWE, and if so, that it would be at WrestleMania with Gangrel and and Edge. So Ooh. that could be cool. Mm. Getting me excited Even just for the entrance. <clears throat> yeah, should be cool. We're gonna dive into uh, all of these matches, and uh, my very first guest, um, man, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun one, a uh, great one to kick it off with, uh, Michael Glavin. What? Yes, yes. Very and first no, nobody's going to listen now. <laughs> oh, and the crowd went mild. You guys were going to listen until you heard that, right? 
that yeah. what you should have done is said my first guest is going to be Macho Man, and then have Ryan Olson come on as Macho Man, and you know nobody would connect the dots. <laughs> Just, <laughs> the impression is flawless. <laughs> I knew he wasn't dead. Yeah. You won't believe who I found. In the alleyway of my city, <laughs> Joe Man Randy Savage. Then Ryan oh. could come on. You got me for three minutes. <laughs> yep. I'll do a three minute segment. <laughs> Any other matches you want to dive into before we move on? Man, I, it's it's going to be a packed couple nights. I think that uh, I hope that they for the either one of the ladies' matches that they end up. Um, starting a story because they're going into them pretty cold with uh, both of the women's I mean, there's there's a tag women's match um becky lita and trish um are going up against uh, damage control that one it feels like damage control is going to break up hope that happens because it hasn't been good since it started the uh but the other title matches really kind of gone into wrestlemania chilly um one's a little hotter than the other one, Charlotte and Oscar, um, or uh, Charlotte and, uh, um, Rhea Ripley, uh, should be mm-hmm. a great match. Both amazing yeah. wrestlers and all four ladies are, re- are great. Uh, Bianca and Oscar are as well, but, uh, their storylines aren't just aren't there. Right. Uh, there's, um, the closest one is the, the Charlotte Rhea one. I just hope that they build on, take this opportunity to build a great story out of those feuds. And it's not just this match and, and we're done. So, yeah. um, but they should be good. Should be really good. Should be a fun couple of days, and uh, hopefully, uh, I uh, I won't have to do any uh, wallpapering, which is my wife has already asked me to do this weekend uh, in between any matches. So, yeah. And well. uh, and dear Lord, please help Brock Lesnar and almost makes sense somehow. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Other than trying to drop a scale on his head, I don't know what else is the... That's what happened last week, and it ended with Brock running. I mean, this it's is going to be like a Looney Tune yeah. episode. Brock will be painting a tunnel at the end of the I, I predict there's been a couple of times in history that we've seen Brock Lesnar get royally pissed off in full shoot mm-hmm. mode in the middle of the ring. <laughs> I have a feeling we're going to get that this weekend could be this because yeah. almost be. almost is a cool guy. He's a great character. I have no beef with him whatsoever. From a ring perspective, he's very green still, very very very, very green. Very. And so, yeah. give or take a uh, a choke slam or a clothesline, that's about the extent of the arsenal. <laughs> and so, uh, pretty I much hope, it. I, I hope you? it makes sense. Are you saying almost or almost? <laughs> oh, almost. Yes. It's the Midwestern thing. Exactly. It's the Midwest. Almost. If I was a wrestler, my wrestler name would be Om- almost. <laughs> almost there. Almost to the ring. I almost did something. I'm almost always in there. I'd be going to throw down the Royal Rumble in like 0.5 seconds. You're, I almost, almost made it. Your entrance music would be a two that's great. Now that that main event, uh, Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns, I'm expecting that to be on the level of Ricky Steamboat, Macho Man, Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior type level. I'm going to be so. disappointed if it's not. 
Yeah. It's gonna be over in two minutes. Oh, that would be so. <laughs> oh, there's no <laughs> way. Crowd, man, they're gonna lose it if that's what yeah. happens. I, Cody this... Rhodes is gonna re-tear his pack or something like oh. that. Oh. And be like, you oh. stop, stop me. it now. I can't go on, pin me. Uh, pin there me. Is, there, what's, you know what? I, what's scary is there is still a SmackDown to go. Yeah. And so I hope there's no physicality that. I mean, literally, he wrestled on Monday. Why would you wrestle Monday before uh, WrestleMania? I, and, and the match that he had with with uh, Solo Sokoa just insane too. So and they weren't yeah, they weren't holding back either. No, no, not at all. I mean, yeah. Bully Ray said that uh, uh, said that they they typically try to work a little safer and uh and mark henry spoke up this is on busted open uh he said uh spoke up and said yep uh two weeks before wrestlemania i uh just take a a bump over the top rope like normal and um dislocated his shoulder it's gone had to rewrite what they were going to do for wrestlemania because he was gone yeah two weeks three weeks before whatever it was it was really close i uh, made it I'll tell you almost. what. <laughs> I'll tell you Such what. Such a great wrestling name. Such a great wrestling name. <laughs> I'll uh, I'll tell you what. This is the. Don't get me wrong. There's been there's been some good main events over the last couple of years that I've enjoyed watching, but this one is the first time in a couple of years that I feel like we actually have a little bit of something going into it. Like, I love Brock Lesnar. I love Roman Reigns, but they have dominated a little too much of the last decade, little under a decade of WrestleMania main events. Do I regret anything with it? Of course not. But this one has a little bit of that WrestleMania X factor uh, going into this main event. It's, it's two guys who are at the very, very top of their game. Cody's hungry. Reigns is reigning supreme. And, and it's just, it's the first time even despite the rumors, despite predictions that you go, <clears throat> man, either one of these guys could walk out, walk out with it, and I'm not going to be mad either way. And that's, yeah. that's a great place to be um, for a WrestleMania main event that you're just so excited for it to happen and that even in its predictability, it's still unpredictable, and there's just something super fun about that. I'll leave you with a little teaser for the WrestleChat podcast. I have a prediction of how that ends Ooh. and where it goes next um, that I think I have I purposely stayed away from from rumors in the last couple of weeks of what could happen, what might happen. I purposely, purposely have, have shot away from those uh, simply so it didn't influence uh, some of my thoughts of what might happen. So I have a theory that I'll, uh, I'll present when we uh, do the podcast on uh, Saturday morning. Check it out at 10 a.m. wherever you Wherever you listen to this podcast, you can listen to that podcast there too. Awesome. What a yeah. teaser. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to move on. Let's stop right here for a quick commercial break. And we'll be right back with the boardroom. Want to see the funniest and best moments from all the Manchild Chronicles? Be sure to follow on social media. You can find the Manchild crew on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Like and follow today so you don't miss anything that happens in the Manchild universe. All right, welcome back, cronies. Let's go to the boardroom. world of filmmaking 
only the best and most talented can succeed. Today, contestants will go head to head in hopes that their movie will come out on top. It's time to play The Boardroom. You guys remember how it works? We are going to do listen to some movie ideas in the form of the movie guy voice. So, John, the last time we were in the boardroom, we had some interesting choices to do. Uh, all those movies flopped. We made no money on them. <laughs> we want to. We think there's a hit out there somewhere. Let's see what we got. Who wants to go first? In the movie boardroom. Oh, I, I gotta go first. I'm so excited about this. I have been, I have been <laughs> antsy all day for this moment because <clears throat> I'm not saying these are going to be the best ones ever, but I'm personally excited about them because I think they're clever. Um, <clears throat> let me figure out which one. I will do the one that I like the least right now. Okay. <clears throat> all I'm right. Not picking this one. <laughs> all right. Here we go. <clears throat> Andy Dufresne and Red were living out the perfect retirement. In the beautiful landscape of Zitadahara, Mexico, these best friends ran the most successful boating for hire business along the entire coastline. But with one stroke of a pen, things become all too familiar. When Andy tries to falsify the tax statements of the business, the Mexican government decides to take a closer look. Unfortunately, Andy and Red won't escape their ultimate fate. Join us this summer for The Shawshank Redemption 2, Back in Blue. (laughs) (laughs) Back in Blue? Back in Blue. (laughs) Okay. That's that's one idea, I guess. That's what, I'm go with. <laughs> what else we got? Jay, what do you got? <clears throat> Bronze, silver, diamond, platinum, gold. These rare and precious resources cause atrocities to be committed by even the best of men. This summer, follow the tale of a group of misfits as they travel across a magical yet deadly country, all with one goal in mind, to return a piece of jewelry. Spend nine hours watching this group battle against horrendous return policies and see if they can get fully reimbursed. Peter Jackson presents the Lord of the Rings trilogy. (laughs) Part part five, six, and seven. Nine hours. <laughs> There's got to be an intermission in there, I hope. Oh, man. Now, John, if I'm to understand correctly, I think you have a uh, submission you would like read by our guest, correct? If uh, he got it, that would be fine. Yeah. I got it. You want me to do this one here? First time looking at it, so here we go. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Don't pay attention to the grammar. A man with a low IQ is taken advantage for three decades by a drug-addicted woman. Over the years of facing various challenges including war and illness, the woman 
always takes advantage of his heart of gold. After years of her coming and going in his life, she finally returns home only to abandon him again. It's not till her final months of life suffering from an unknown illness, AIDS, she reaches back out. She reaches back out to the man and tricks him into marrying her and becoming the father of her son, convincing him it's his own. This fall, witness the sad and tragic tale of Forrest Gump. <laughs> oh, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. We need to breathe. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. Oh. Uh, save, okay, save the next one for a minute, Aunt. You do one of okay. yours. I uh, only have one, and you may not. You may kick me off the show after me reading it. So. Perfect. <clears throat> From the studio that brought you the adventures of Woody and Buzz in Toy Story 1, 2, and 3 comes a story now that's only safe for mom and dad. When the kids go to bed and the lights go down, the toys come out and play. Disney Pixar After Dark presents Adult <laughs> Toy Story. With Woody and Buzz. (laughs) (laughs) This film is rated M for Mature. (laughs) Oh my god. Coming to Disney Plus this fall. (laughs) Plus plus. It's a little extra for that one. Disney (laughs) XXX. I'm already seeing a new toy in there. That they trip they turn on it, they they turn it and it goes. All I'm seeing is like Buzz discovers he has a vibrating mode or something. <laughs> think of what think, happens if we hit this red button on Buzz. <laughs> think of the merchandise sales, boys. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, who is it? Who's in charge of Disney? Bob Iger, right? Oh, man. Uh, this is it, Disney. This is how you turn your profit this year. It's well done. Well done. Well done indeed. I didn't get kicked off, so... I am buying this movie. We are going to mass produce it. It's going to be stuck in my top shelf of the closet, way in the back behind the shoeboxes. And then whenever we get criticized by people, we just go, it's art. It's art. art. This is going to be the movie that I make sure is put away before guests come over. (laughs) Imagine the cover for that movie, like sitting out on the nightstand or by the TV or whatever, and your kids are like, oh, daddy, I want to watch this new Toy Story movie. I haven't seen this one yet. This, oh, no. This That's is daddy the movie. Mommy's Toy Story. <laughs> this is the movie that sells uh, at Walmart in the plain brown packaging. <laughs> oh, the joke's imagine going, going on through for someone's, days. Going through someone's Disney Plus and says, continue watching. <laughs> <laughs> Two minutes uh, remaining. Oh, did you like this? Oh, I, I barely. I didn't watch that. Oh, I, I fell asleep. <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> Says you've watched it fifty-seven times. Imagine, but you've never that. gone past the five-minute mark. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that being in your continue watching, and your wife going, "What? What? What is this? What, what did is he watch that? this? What did he watch that? Okay, I, uh, I don't let's, know. How that got let's there. reel it in. I don't, I don't even. There's. 
the standards and practices ding has been going off this whole uh, let me compose myself so I can read another one here <laughs> okay <clears throat> try not to pass out <sighs> thank you aunt <laughs> legendary status <clears throat> Neil and Dell formed a heartwarming friendship over an unforeseen yet comedic travel experience. But their friendship is about to be taken to the next level. As Neil and Dell are flying to Pebble Beach for their annual golf trip, they find out that their plane is wired to blow if the plane drops below 5,000 feet. Suddenly, from the back of the plane, a man emerges and says, Hello. My name is Jack Tavern, and I'm here to help. This summer, Steve Martin, John Candy, and Keanu Reeves <laughs> star in Speed 2, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. <laughs> you, mean, you mean Speed Very 3, good. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles? <laughs> Same difference. Very good. Yeah. The Very crossover good. we Very didn't good. know we needed. Yeah, that's what we I'm need just thinking right to myself there. how these shower curtain rings help stop the bomb <laughs> in the <Yeah>. plane. <laughs> well, it's got to be... It's got to be what happens. It has to be Keanu Reeves' character like gets knocked out in the first five minutes of being introduced. <laughs> yeah. Steve Martin and Jack Candy have to figure it all out from that point on. So the He's trailers, a- the trailers hyped up to Keanu being in the yeah. movie a lot. He just gets but knocked out. In the first five minutes, he just gets knocked out. Keanu Reeves is uh, Chris Chris Hemsworth in uh, Cabin in the Woods. Yes. Yeah. 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 Exactly. The, the Rock and Samuel L. Jackson from the other guys. Yeah. <laughs> Just Aim Steve for Martin the bushes. Uh, <laughs> Jay, work. you got another one? Yeah, I do. <clears throat> Potatoes are one of the most important crops in the world. Over 130 countries. <laughs> Over 130 countries use potatoes as an important dietary staple. The word potato comes from the Spanish word patata. World governments know how important it is to keep the potato crop safe. They will spend billions of dollars to accomplish that goal. This Columbus Day, follow the journey of a potato farmer as he proves to the world that you can grow potatoes even in the harshest of environments. Ridley Scott presents The Martian, starring Matt Damon as famed botanist Mark Wadney. I am so glad that you did that because my last one is going to be awesome now. (laughs) And why don't you you read John's uh, second one, then uh, we can go from there. A young prince is being shown the ropes of his kingdom when his uncle kills his father, the king, and convinces the young prince to run away and never come back. Strangers take the young prince, take the young prince in who raise him in a simple yet carefree environment. Then one day, his childhood friend returns and convinces him to fight his uncle and take back his kingdom. This summer, I give you the epic The Lion King. <laughs> you know, sidebar, there was a uh, there was a reel today that I saw on uh on Instagram, I might have, I think I sent it to my wife, but this guy comes on and he's essentially like, <clears throat> so 
uh, when I was young, uh, my parents died. I didn't really know them super well. And, um, uh, when they died, my friend's family took me in and, um, they were incredibly poor. But what I didn't tell them is that my parents left me a ton of money and I decided (laughs) I'm just never going to tell them about it. And, uh, and then after a few years, um, I started banging my friend's sister and, uh, and yeah, oh, wait a minute. That, that, that didn't happen to me. That's Harry Potter. That's the plot of Harry Potter. (laughs) (laughs) And and I, I'm sitting in traffic by myself, rolling hysterically in my car. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. Uh, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna do my last one here. I've been waiting for this one. I'm so excited. It's the best part of my week right here. <clears throat> After being challenged to take a chance on love, Will found himself settled down with the love of his life, Skyler. Will had everything: the wife, the children, the house, even the white picket fence. But no one could have known what would come next. As Will was running some routine family errands, he is mistaken for a notorious spy and assassin. What happens next is a race against time to prove Will's innocence and separate him from this chaotic case of mistaken identity. This summer, Matt Damon and... Matt Damon, star in Goodwill Hunting 2, The Hunting Identity. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> that was good. <sighs> the Will Hunting Identity? <laughs> and, and I struggled over that one because it was either Goodwill Hunting 2, The Hunting Identity, or, or it was Goodwill Hunting to hunting season. <laughs> I couldn't decide where to go with it. Uh, and then Stuff. I have one more that's just the punchline because it didn't need any more. Go on. Up to six feet down. <laughs> oh, man. Poor Carl. Poor Carl. Jay, you got any more? Uh, I have one more. All right, let's hear it. Over 70 million people in America suffer from a chronic sleep disorder. The CDC estimates that more than one in three adults are not getting enough sleep. In a world full of tired people, one man will try and help them achieve a deeper sleep than they've ever had. This Juneteenth, watch an entire movie where everyone is constantly taking naps. Christopher Nolan presents Inception. (laughs) (laughs) I love this game. This is the best. (laughs) It's a a completely different movie. (laughs) Everyone's napping the entire time. What's happening during the nap? They're just watching the people nap. Chilling. <laughs> the deeper they nap, the more drool they start having yeah. come out of their mouths. 
It's a nap within a nap. And Christopher Nolan's just, Christopher yep. Nolan's just there. It's art. <clears throat> All right. I don't know. We'll see which ones roll in the movie theater with that. <laughs> we'll stick around. We'll be right back with the top 10. Today, right now, there are thousands of podcasters all struggling to get by. I would like for you to meet the Manchild Chronicles. For as low as $1 a month, you can support the Manchild Chronicles on Patreon. Your support helps to ensure that the Manchild Chronicles is fed, pays the internet bill, and continue to provide the best podcasting content available. For significantly less than a cup of coffee a day, you can see your favorite podcasters live, thrive, and succeed. Visit manchildchronicles.com to learn more about adopting a man-child today. All right, cronies, tonight we are doing the top 10 comedians. It's time to play Top 10. Join the guys as they pick a topic, discuss, debate, then decide the best of the best. Get ready, because here we go. Now, if you guys didn't know how this goes in the past, Jay pointed out last time towards the end, but we do this random. We have no idea who anybody is picking in this top 10. So if you think certain somebody should have been number one, we want to get our picks out of the way. So... We're trying to get the best 10 in there, but we have no idea who the other guy's picking. Tonight's order is going to be Mike, Jay, Ant, John, and Ryan. Top 10 comedians, Mike, start it off. I'm trusting you guys on this. (laughs) Don't screw this up. (laughs) I'm going to start at number 10, Jim Gaffigan. Number 9, John Mulaney. Number eight, Kevin Hart. Uh, number seven, I'm going to put Sam Kinison on there. At number six, Don Rickles. At number five, Dave Chappelle. Number four, Bill Burr. Number three, Andy Kaufman. Uh, number two, Richard Pryor. Number one, and it hurts me because there's two good ones. Number one, Jerry Seinfeld. Oh, and good. listen, <laughs> I know we're sitting oh here going right my now. Gosh. How did we just leave off Eddie Murphy? <sighs> How did we leave? There's two of them. I have Eddie Murphy and Robin Williams. Oh, so I have Bill I Cosby, Norm yep. McDonald, Louis no, C.K., Chris George Rock, Rodney Carlin. Dale. George Carlin. (laughs) (laughs) I should have started at the top of my list. I went always, always start towards the top. Dang it! I I thought for sure somebody's going to take Eddie Murphy because number one Mm -hmm. and two for me were Murphy and uh, Seinfeld and Eddie Murphy. Did anybody else have Chappelle? I had him. Yeah, Yeah. number yeah, I had him. Number four on mine. Okay. I had Richard Pryor number one on mine. Then I Richard Pryor. Yeah, yeah. I had Richard Pryor in my top three. 
I did Richard Pryor, George Carlin, Chris Rock, Robin Williams, Rodney Dangerfield, Sam Kinison, Jim Gaffigan, Steve Martin, Bernie Mac, and Eddie Murphy were my top ten. Wow. Okay. Let's walk through them. Let's walk through them. Let's walk through them. Mike, start out with the tenth pick there. All right. My tenth pick was uh, Jim Gaffigan. Oh, I love Jim Gaffigan. Jim Gaffigan, man. Like, uh, he's loosened up in his... uh, language and vulgarity which uh in the last special or two which has been fun to see a different side of him but his first several specials they are almost squeaky clean and yet funnier than 90 percent of uh, a lot of other comedians out there just has a special way of translating the family and fatherhood experience into comedy i mean even using different voices to talk to himself about himself, you know, uh, I mean, he just, he is the man, uh, when it comes to like good, wholesome, uh, comedy. And so, uh, that's why I went, uh, came out the gate, didn't want him to get overlooked. He is so relatable to a fat, lazy, old white guy. I, I, <laughs> yeah. guy, I feel like if I was a comedian, that guy's me. He just understands me so well. Man, and there's got to there's got to be something said for the talent it takes to work clean in yep. comedy because it's been the opposite for so long and and you kind of use comedy as as an opportunity to say things you can't say in normal yep. society and uh, a lot of that has to do with language too but uh, the guys who can do it and and do it work clean uh, are are very special because that that's harder than just dropping uh, yeah, a slew of f-bombs in your in your stand-up yep. all right number nine number nine i picked john mulaney and now i wish i picked robin williams because <laughs> i can't believe he didn't make the list um but john mulaney i i've always found him extremely funny he's very witty um was a writer on snl for such a long time um, I, I love his stand-up. I, I had him at number ten on my list. Hmm. Um, so yeah, I should have I should have went higher. He did not make my top ten. I was very surprised to hear him get called out. But me too. Appreciate that you love him. We're number Thanks. eight. I had number eight. Yeah. I uh, yeah, I did Kevin Hart there. Um, <laughs> the opposite of working clean <laughs> is <Yeah>. Kevin Hart. <laughs> Let me tell but, you something, man. <laughs> exactly. Dude, that's good. <laughs> That's pretty close. <laughs> I've seen but Kevin he's live. A, he's so funny. He is a he riot. Is so good and and talented. You don't see. A, I mean, there's only a handful that can that can cross over from from being a comedian to being a movie star. And I don't. I mean, Eddie Murphy. I'm looking at my list here. Who else has crossed over? I mean, Adam Chris Sandler. Rock. Chris Rock has Robin done Williams. really well. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, Robin did really well. So there's, I mean, he's in rare air there, where he's just you know selling out box offices in in movies and and doing it on just an elite level and, and being an amazing comedian too, where he's selling out stadiums too. I mean, arenas are one thing, stadiums, little tiny guy telling jokes, and he's killing it. So, yeah, what I like still. about him is he has so much energy on that stage because most comedians they pace it out through the whole thing, and that guy just goes a hundred miles an hour. The whole time on. He's Dan Cook, seen him live? but good. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> oh, nobody had Dane Cook on their list. <laughs> oh, 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 that was that was what a stay. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh. All 
All right, number seven. Number seven, I took Sam Kennison. He's one of he's a really just funny comedic. He didn't have a very long run because his life was cut short. But when he when he was on stage, he just hit with some of the jokes, and I just loved to stand up. There's a uh, there's a reel that cir- circulates uh, the socials on him of him doing the joke about uh, world hunger, and mm-hmm. uh, the the solution to curing world hunger is uh, not living in the desert. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and and I wa- even though I've seen it a million times, every time it rolls through, I always watch it in its entirety because oh, yeah. he's so good. It's so funny. Come over here. What is this? Sand? Sand? You can't play anything. <laughs> he definitely delivers that punchline. Uh, number six, I took Don Rickles, the king of insult. Uh, I love Don Rickles. You can, he obviously popular till he died, but big in the 60s, 70s, 80s. But you go back and watch him on late night with Johnny Carson or just any one of his comedy shows to, to this day, it is still hilarious. And the stuff that really only that guy could get away with mm-hmm. up on stage was, was pretty insane and, and got to get him on there. He's one of my favorites. Great pick. He's the, he's the type of comedian that doesn't stop when the joke stops, you know, like no. he just keeps going and yeah. he just keeps going. 12 more punchlines. Yeah. 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 His one punchline spawns 12 or 10, you know, he yeah. just has a constant punchline going on. Yeah. It's awesome. Number uh, five. Number five, I picked Dave Chappelle. <clears throat> now you can, you know, everybody's going to have their, their different opinion on this, but I, I think Dave Chappelle is goat because, mm-hmm. uh, he, he, I mean, I, I've watched when I was growing up, I watched some Richard Pryor. I watched Bill Cosby, watched Eddie Murphy. Um, so like, I feel like I'm pretty reasonably versed in the stand up comedy thing, but there is an artistry that comes along with Dave Chappelle that it, it's just, it's so natural. But I think, I think the thing, especially over the Netflix run that has, has impressed me so much is his ability to speak truth into highly controversial topics and not be crucified by both sides. And so, you know, when he can speak to left-leaning people about their stupidity and right-leaning people about their stupidity and 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 it just works and you have to be an artist and a master of your craft to be able to do that. So past the fact that his content, his setup, his delivery is just nothing short of brilliant. He has this magical touch in the way that he can talk about things as well. Are you saying Dave Chappelle is the balance to the force? I <laughs> think that guy's got a few extra midi-chlorians. That's all I'm saying. He's, he's definitely on a Mount Rushmore of comedians for sure. I'll give you that. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite stories about Dave Chappelle, I'm sure you guys all heard this one, is is I I don't remember what venue it was, but Dane Cook had the uh, record for uh, audience members. There's tickets sold in this venue, and Dave Chappelle went there one night and broke the record. And Dane Cook heard about it, so he went he went back and uh, to break the record. And Dave Chappelle went on. He just showed up at this place, and he said, "Hey, can I just go on for uh, a minute or two? And they're like, Dane Cook was like, no, I don't want him to go on. I want to break the record. So he just, I'll just go out there for 30 seconds. 
And Dane, well, whatever, fine. Go introduce yourself. And he goes out there and tells everybody he's going to go. He's going to go out in the back alleyway and do his bit. And everybody left to go out there to watch him. <laughs> Ooh, he's the best. That is awesome. <laughs> oh, you just got burned by Dave Chappelle. And we Number haven't heard much from Dave Curtin. No, 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 no. Since then. Number four. Number four, I took Bill Burr. Bill Burr is one of my favorite uh, comedians. I relate to a lot of his anger. And uh, uh, yeah, so I, I, I like Bill Burr a lot. I love how... Uh, I love uh, I love the con- he is not clean at all not even close um, no <laughs> but but man he he makes me laugh a whole lot I send you guys reels all the time with Bill Burr's comedy I just I I think he's I think he's extremely funny mm-hmm. he's like Dave Chappelle he he does he touches every topic yeah and he doesn't get uh, he doesn't care if he gets burned either he don't nope. he does it and he does it great and uh, he's done really well uh being in movies and such too i mean he's he's had uh not that he's had big uh, big success on the movie side but you see him popping up in all these roles and he does really really well Mm -hmm. he's a very good side character you know like i'm not the main guy i'm the side guy he's really good all right number three number three andy kaufman put Andy on here one because he's going well because it's WrestleMania weekend <laughs> we're talking to, we're talking about it at the beginning and he's going into the Hall of Fame but something interesting about uh, about Andy is how uh, well he um, he had a he had a mission that was a little different than than a lot of people a lot of comedians anyway and that was that he wanted to make you laugh but more importantly he wanted you to feel uncomfortable Mm-hmm. And he did such a good job of making you feel uncomfortable uh, in uh, in that stand up situation, and then you know, obviously carried that over into the wrestling world. and And uh, uh, talk about kayfabe and wrestling. He was he um, he lived it. Um, if you haven't had a chance to watch any of the uh, the the biographies on A and E, there's one with um, Jerry Lawler, and he talks about his feud with Andy Kaufman. And uh, how uh, when he gave him two pile drivers, Andy wouldn't leave the ring, and uh, Jerry's you know waving to the crowd, and he said tell tell him to get out of the ring, and he said he won't, he wants an ambulance, and uh, he said ambulance caught, and they're saying this while they're in the ring, and people can see him, so they're talking, uh, you know, under their breath and what have you, and he said uh, uh, he said he would pay for it. And so not only did he get that, he also stayed in the hospital for three days with no injury <laughs> and convinced everybody that he had, had a herniated disc in his neck and that uh, Jerry Lawler did it to him. So I, I think his stand-up went way beyond the stage. And uh, yeah, it, it was really part of his life. That movie, that movie with him, with Jim Carrey in it, was so good. And I always wondered, playing poker, that guy had to, if he wanted to play poker nowadays... In those big tournaments, those Texas Hold'em tournaments, nobody yeah. beat that guy. Yeah, he he carry yeah. a joke for weeks like that, and people believe yeah. him. Yeah, is for he, sure. Even we don't even know if he's dead. We don't even know if that's how he died. <laughs> in that, <laughs> that's true. In that same biography, you should see Jerry talking about making the movie of it. He's like Jim Carrey. Honestly, had no idea what Andy Kaufman was like because um, he wouldn't. Like he he walked out into his trailer. They're not filming. And uh, uh, Jim Carrey's throwing stuff at Jerry Lawler. 
because he thought that Andy Kaufman really hated Jerry Lawler. And he's like, Does, has no one clued him in that, Jerry, that Andy and I were friends? And we talked about all this off camera and all this stuff. It's like, he doesn't, he doesn't believe that. And he's like, this guy doesn't know anything about Andy Kaufman. Interesting. It's really interesting. But. I wondered about that. If, if all the, the behind the stage or behind the scenes weirdness with Jim Carrey kind of, I don't want to say tarnished, but, but hurt the, the Kaufman brand a little bit uh, after, I, I after wonder. all that. Yeah. They did know, a, was, they did a Netflix documentary on just how Jim Carrey acted behind the scenes. Yeah. I can't remember they, they called him the man, around. Yeah. man on the moon. I can't can't remember if they called it the same thing. It might be the same verbiage, but a little different. I've never watched it. I was I really like the Andy Kaufman biopic they did, and they did a whole documentary about how Jim Carrey acted like for the what, however long they filmed the nine months they filmed or however long it was where. Yeah. He was just straight Andy Kaufman, and it's cool. It's interesting to hear that perspective of how you know that's how Andy was. Is nobody knew really how Andy Kaufman was unless you were in his inner circle, like Jerry Jerry yeah. Lawler was. Their story on on them on Letterman uh, is great too. Letterman said that that was the episode where Andy Kaufman and Jerry Lawler were on made David Letterman's show. He goes, "That's mm-hmm. when we became famous." Mm-hmm. Wow. That's Pretty when cool. he went viral before becoming viral right. was a thing. <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> All right. Number two. Number two was a tough spot for me. Uh, there were so many greats left on the board, but I had to pick one of the greatest of all times, one of the greatest of his times, and that was the the best stand-up comedic, in my opinion, Richard Pryor. He could lay any joke down, describe any scenario, and have anybody in the audience laughing. He was. I wish he was. I wish he was around longer, so I could have seen some of those. What's uh, What's funny was his career. He started off. We we were talking about clean comedy. A lot of his earlier stuff is all clean comedy. Is he didn't? Yeah, and so he he has several um, several shows where it's it's just super clean the whole time. It wasn't until um, later that he. Uh, became the Richard Pryor that 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 we all know and love, but I I thought I always thought that was interesting about him too. He's a very funny man. And number one, I took Jerry Seinfeld. If you want to talk about clean comedy, the guy I don't believe has ever said a cuss word in any uh, comedy he's ever done. Uh, obviously translated to the TV and one of the most popular shows of all time in Seinfeld. He still tours today. He, I believe, I might be wrong, but I believe he's the richest um, entertainer in the world. Um, Am I right? Yeah, he still gets paid an insane amount of money because of Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah, but he still Um, sells out. Now imagine if he had an OnlyFans, how much money he would make. Ryan would be a premium subscriber. (laughs) I just, I like his comedy a lot because it's just, it's just the stupidest stuff that. You don't even think about every day, and he just makes it funny, and it just uh, he just cracks me up watching him. Now, is it Jerry Seinfeld that's a comedy legend, or Larry David that's a comedy legend? Larry David's a common legend too, but Seinfeld, I've watched his stand up; he's he's great. It's a good pick. As far as TV goes, Larry David is a legend. 
And of course, we left off, like we talked about, Eddie Murphy, Louis C.K., Chris Rock, Ronnie Dangerfield, Norm MacDonald. Those were the ones on, on my Robin top Williams. 10 list. And Robin Williams. Uh, that Larry the Cable up. Guy. Oh, I love Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> George Carlin. <laughs> Me too. Snap. Did you guys see that video of Larry the Cable Guy snap some guy's arm, arm wrestling him? What? Really? Yeah, he was. Yeah, a fan. Uh, this big guy asked him to arm wrestle him, so they arm wrestle, and Larry wow. was beating him and snapped his forearm. I did see that. <laughs> Whoops. It's brutal. Whoops. I wish he would have said, well, dig him. Do you guys Lord, I apologize. Do you guys ever look up, uh, what's Larry's real name, Dan Whitney? Did you guys ever see videos of him not being Larry the Cable Guy, and he's I Dan have, Whitney yeah. in his no. early stand-up? So look up Dan Whitney or Whitney or whatever it is, and it's, it's kind of cool. similar, but yeah. it's before he becomes this persona, Larry the Cable Guy. So Larry the Cable Guy is just this persona. persona. It's like yep. Andy Kaufman almost, and yep. he's just like, let it ride. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's like his uh, it's like his Husky Harris moment. Got it. Perfect. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, perfect. I think that he uh, I think that he started Larry the Cable Guy as a radio bit. Yeah, uh, on a morning show. Yeah. Yeah, it's just this persona that's now his real life. And yeah. I'm just wondering what happens and you know, when he closes that door in his home, who he actually is. <laughs> he doesn't even know. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> who doesn't am have I? A, doesn't who have a shirt with sleeves. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I forgot to mention in the beginning, we obviously did this top 10 because tomorrow is April Fool's. So we had to get the mm. the comics in there, the best pranksters out there. Anything else you guys want to add to comedians before we uh, wrap up? Nope. No. Just thank thank you, Amp, for being on the show, man. Super fun. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. It's, this was a lot of fun. Look forward to uh, doing it again. And listeners, don't forget, listen to Ant, 10 a.m. on Saturday. Yeah. For his new podcast, the Wrestle Chat Podcast. Wrestle Chat Podcast. Yeah. Got it. With his big super first guest, I don't know how we got him booked, Michael Glavin. Took a lot of arm twisting. While we're still talking here, are we still doing a special show on Monday for WrestleMania or? Oh. No. Yes. We yeah. are doing a a recap sports edition Man Child Chronicles podcast on Monday, or uh, it will come out probably Tuesday or Monday night uh, for the WrestleMania recap. Awesome. Maybe even Monday. Maybe. Maybe. Look for it. Boy, you have a lot of faith in that producer, huh? <laughs> <laughs> All depends on we we can get together and talk about it. So uh, until until next time. Peace. We out of here. Thanks for joining us today on the Manchild Chronicles. You can find us on your favorite social media platforms at the Manchild Chronicles. Don't forget to join us every Friday for a new episode. That's all for now. See you next time. 